The Blur Havoc podcast may contain content some may find offensive, vulgar, or inappropriate for work or school. All views expressed on this show solely belong to the individual that expressed them. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, we're rolling off of the last episode, talking about Candyman. Um, we're going straight into this next one because I've got enough time to have two drinks, my dude. Um, this drink of choice in this episode is the Truly Original Lemonade's Hard Seltzer, which I'm actually going to combine with my first drink from the last episode. Just top that off. Just just top that off because it's already got lemonade in it, so it should be fine. should be a good combo. Um... Actually, let's try it. I mean, why not? You know? Doesn't taste like anything. Um, yeah, so I'm going to eat some garlic bread after this because room's starting to spin, my dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about something that I actually had to renege on. All right, am I using that word right, renege? Um, I had to I had to change my perspective on it after after I recorded the episode. And you probably know what episode I'm talking about. It's the Zack Snyder Justice League episode. I don't have those opinions anymore for the most part, except for the 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 part about Batman bringing in Lois Lane from the Justice League cut. I thought that was really stupid, and I still do. But basically, everything else I said just it doesn't even matter anymore. But yeah, essentially this is kind of a I gotta I gotta get this off of my screen because Tiana Paris and her fine self was just staring at me the whole time and it was distracting. Um Let's talk about it. Not not Zack Snyder's Justice League, but the the Snyderverse in general, right? And what makes it an absolutely putrid like mess, in all honesty. It's like as as I I, I don't like quoting Mahler all the time but he's put he he just has a way with words that allows you to put perfectly thoughts into feelings i mean thoughts in the words where he said that um that this the ziders the the, <laughs> the drinks the snyder verse is is nightmare sludge it's just it's just dark for the sake of being dark you know there's no purpose to how grim dark this universe is um, which wasn't really, my dog is making noises. I, I don't know why, but yeah, like it's, it's just, uh, it's actually kind of morbid how dark this universe is for no real reason. Like Man of Steel wasn't really that dark. It was kind of dark where like some of the things that like the characters said were just like, <laughs> excuse me, such as, um, uh, Clark's dad. When uh, Clark, when he was a kid, Clark asks his dad, 
Um, okay, I gotta give proper context for this. There was a scene where it, Clark is a kid, like, their school bus gets into an accident and it falls into the water. And, like, Clark, like, saves the school bus, like, using his superpowers. Um, and, like, everyone saw him use his superpowers. And then, like, later on, he has a talk with his dad where his dad is like, you know, people saw you use your superpowers. People aren't going to like that. And then Clark is like, what was I supposed to do? Let them die? And then, and then for some reason, Clark's dad is just like, maybe, maybe, <laughs> excuse me? What? Maybe just let a whole bus of, a whole school bus full of kids die. Just maybe. Just let them. Hello, dog. You gotta go. You gotta go. I'm too drunk for this. I'm, I'm feeling it. Get out. But, yeah, so that's, that was the first one in Man of Steel. Another one was when, um, instead of using his words in terms of, like, context again, General Zod wants to teleform, he wants to terraform Earth to make it get, to make it have the atmosphere of Krypton so that it can support Kryptonian life, right? Um, and, like, the, the ship, the ship has, like, like, all these Kryptonian embryos in it, right? And then, like, Clark is like, he's like, I gotta destroy this ship so that, you know, they don't destroy Earth. Instead of using his big boy words and say, say hey, um, you can't terraform Earth, but there's, like, a planet over that way called Mars. It's, like, three light years in that direction, bro. Just go over there and terraform that planet, and you can have that, right? Instead of doing that, the absolute brainlet just goes... Krypton's had his chance, and he just starts laser beaming Kryptonian embryos. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, instead of like using your words and like saying and like you know coming to a compromise, and clearly it's it's the same issue that happened with Thanos in Infinity War, um, where like there was a very clear and obvious solution to this problem, and nobody thought of it, but. But instead of using his big boy words and using his brain, he just absolutely decides genocide. Genocide is the right thing in this situation, apparently. Um, absolutely nuts. And then the part where it happens again later on when General Zod and Superman are fighting and then like they're like in a like in like a stalemate where like S Superman has like Zod and like a grab or something like that and then like for some reason there's like this one family that's still stuck in the battle and like zod is like i'm gonna laser beam those little bitches over there either <laughs> either let me go or i'm a laser him and he's like don't then superman's like don't do this and then he's like zod is like never <laughs> which is so cartoonishly evil um and instead of instead of superman like flying zod into the sky so he can't laser beam the family or like putting his hands in front of zod's eyes to stop the laser beams or literally anything else superman decides fuck it i'm gonna just snap his neck <laughs> i'm about to just pop his neck like a bag of pretzels like what why did you think that why didn't you just fly away cover his eyes like knock his head against the floor and knock him unconscious or something like instead snap his neck why not 
break the sound barrier while you almost fucking decapitate this man. Jesus. But mind you, Man of Steel is the mildest when it comes to the grim, dark nonsense. Batman v Superman is on a different level. It's on an entirely different level of insanity. In the most jarring and absolutely insanely dark moment that didn't need to pee in Batman v Superman was the Capitol bombing. <laughs> I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. The Capitol bombing in Batman v Superman was absolutely insane. Where Bat like Superman is at this hearing. <laughs> oh my god. Superman is at this hearing where where like I guess she's a senator or a judge or what was she? Hold on, hold on. Holly Hunter's character. Uh, she was. She was. What was she? She was a senator. Okay, yeah, she was a senator. Um, and she's like a senator at this hearing, and like they're talking about how Superman is might be a. Might be a um. Might <laughs> I was just looking at a random interview. <laughs> I mean, a random review that was on here. Um, Superman might be a menace or something like that, you know, because apparently in... We got to come back to this. Apparently at the beginning of the movie, you know, they think that Superman killed a bunch of people in Africa, even though forensics reveal that they were killed by bullet wounds, <laughs> which if Superman... Superman wouldn't use guns, clearly. Um like, basically, the argument is, hey, Superman's kind of a crazy son of a bitch. Um, should you be around, my dude? And then Superman's supposed to plead his case. And, like, um, there's, like, this guy that's, like, a, uh, uh, he's, like, paralyzed. And he's at the hearing to show, why is, sh shut up, phone. Shut up. Jesus. Um, this guy that, like, lost his legs in the battle that Superman and Zod had in the in the previous movie, he's there to basically show Superman, hey, bro, you hurt me, dude. You hurt me. You tried to save me, but you hurt me, right? But instead of that, instead of, like, an actually intriguing, like, conversation about how Superman is doing more harm than good, instead, <laughs> Lex Luthor... Lex Luthor put a fucking bomb in the wheelchair that the guy was sitting in and blew up the entire capital. Bro. <laughs> mm, my God. Literally hundreds of people are dead. Hundreds of people are dead. <laughs> this is so needlessly dark. <laughs> oh my God. The more I think about it, the more ridiculous it is. It's so ridiculous how dark this movie is for no reason. And then, like, later on, Superman is, like... <laughs> which could have been an actually an interesting, like, moment later on. This, th this moment could have been interesting. Where Superman is, like... Like, he's, like, I couldn't see through... I couldn't see the bomb, right? And it's revealed that he couldn't see the bomb because the wheelchair was laced with, like, something that nullified his x-ray vision or something like that. But it would have been interesting if, like, Superman was like, I couldn't see the bomb. And she's like, how come? And she's, he's like, I, my, my x-ray vision was working. It's just that I couldn't look at him because I felt guilty of what I'd done. I, what I've done. 
That would have been interesting. But that's not where, the, that's not where Zack Snyder took the movie, okay? <laughs> Capital bombings, <laughs> okay? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, oh. And then Batman is out here just, just absolutely going out, just out of control, okay? Where Batman just straight up kills people in this movie. Like, he uses a machine gun and just blows people up. And then, in the PG-13 version, it's left to, like, question whether or not he killed some of those people in the warehouse. When they, when he just, like, splatters them against the wall. But in the... The Ultimate Edition that's R-rated, yeah, no, he straight up kills those guys. Their their gray matter and blood is just splattered on the wall, like just absolutely slaying everybody. And then, <laughs> oh my god. And then, oh my god. I don't even want to talk about Batman v Superman anymore. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, there's a lot of just nonsense in that movie that just doesn't need to be there. That's really dark. Um, and it's R-rated, so, you know, you kind of expect that. But stuff like the guy, the team losing for no real reason, only for the Flash to hit the reset button and undo the loss for... It was just like, why did you do that? <laughs> what was the point of that? Like, you literally see Superman become, like, be, being reconstructed from bone and muscle and blood and flesh. And it's just like... This is so needlessly morbid. It's just, it's, it's just like, like Mahler said, it's nightmare piss, dude. It's nightmare sludge. It's absolutely just needlessly depressing. But what's the point of all this? Let me, let me get to the point because I've been rambling for like almost fifteen minutes about this. Let me get to the point. The reason why I have a problem with how needlessly dark the Snyderverse is is because. It, because of just that it's needlessly dark it adds nothing to the the stakes or the or the or the the presentation nothing about the darkness of these movies adds anything and this is a whole conversation we can have about explicit content in media right because let's take a look at another dark dc movie because we're going to make this fair another dark dc movie that came out uh, it didn't really come out around anything that is Snyder related. But Joker came out in 2019, right? It's not over the top in terms of like its violence or language, but it's still very dark. It's I've said this before. It's one of the f- whoa, excuse me. It's one of the few R-rated movies that I think no matter how much violence and language and like sexual content you take out of that movie, it will not be PG-13. It's just the the way that the story and the themes are presented, it's really dark. And it's all for a purpose. Right? Such as the scene when um when Arthur stabs Randall, I think is his name, the fat guy. He stabs him in the neck with a pair of scissors. Um the violence is is absolutely like not that it's not that intense, dude. I've seen worse things in like Mortal Kombat. Like I've seen I've I've written worse things in my books, dude. There's some stuff I've written in Blur Havoc 3 that actually induces nausea in me, okay? Um But the violence in Joker really isn't that intense. But what makes it intense is how it's how it's presented. How it's more about tension 
and knowing that Arthur is about to absolutely snap this dude, okay? He's about to unexist this dude, right? And there's the ten the tension in that is knowing that that's going to happen. And the the reason why tension is building is it's not so much is he going to do it. It's more so what is he go, what is he about to do? That's the question, right? And of course, nothing that they do is going to be worse than the thought of what he was going to do. But it it serves a point that it's supposed to be that release of tension. It's supposed to be that release of um, re- that that winding tension is finally released because you were waiting for it and it happened, right? And it's not needlessly violent. It's something that could feasibly happen in the real world. Now let's talk about why why okay so why did Joker need to be dark and Batman v Superman couldn't be dark right it didn't it didn't Joker's darkness worked while Batman v Superman's didn't why well mainly because Joker had a reason for it there was a reason for it to be dark because if the the reason why it had to be dark was because it had to match up with Arthur's worldview in that movie Arthur's worldview in that movie is that he's He's just a guy that's trying to do right. He's trying to do right. He's trying to make an honest living. He's trying to like, you know, fulfill his dream. He's trying to be a comedian, right? He's trying to make his dreams happen. He's trying to function in the I'm about to say the word. He's a he's a, trying to function in this society. Yeah, yeah, let it out. Go ahead and laugh. He's trying to function in the society that keeps putting him down, that keeps kicking him while he's down, keeps making fun of him keeps ostracizing him right and that's the point is that this is the i'm not going to use that word the environment that he's in is putting him down when he's trying to be a good person until he finally snaps and becomes the product of his environment well at the same time the environment is asking why did you do that not realizing that the environment is the reason why he did that the dark the dark themes and the dark you know atmosphere is warranted in that situation because it's a grim it is a grim situation to be in to know that this environment created you this environment created a monster that you have become and then the environment wonders why you are this monster that's a very screwed up situation to be in batman v superman what is the overarching message in that one that requires it to be dark it's just dark for the sake of being dark. There's nothing in that movie that really requires the violence, the language, the 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 grim situations, the over the top like massacre of people. Like it's it's conflicting, right? Because in the capital I cannot believe I have to say this again. In the capital bombing scene, it, they make it a point to show everyone died right everyone died basically except for superman which was wild because in the original version superman just flies away he's just like fuck it i'm out of here he doesn't help anybody right they fixed it in the ultimate edition but um but then later on in the movie when doomsday shows up and batman and superman are fighting doomsday they make it a specific plot point to consistently over and over and over tell you, oh, that place they're going to fight, there's nobody there. Everybody's safe. Nobody's there. You can't, you can't do that. 
You can't do that. You can't try to have nightmare sludge in one part where everything is just bad. And then in another part, you try to give the audience hope and assure them that everybody's fine. Everybody's safe. No, where's the peril? Where's the peril in that situation? Because like, oh, now we know Superman and Batman are going to kill the big nasty guy. So it doesn't matter, right? And then on another level, it doesn't matter that Superman dies at the end of that fight because we know he's going to come back. Because literally at the end of this movie, it's like, oh, the, the dust, the dirt starts floating, right? Oh, God. And then Z- Zack Snyder's Justice League. There was no reason for it to be that dark because it's supposed to be, apparently it's supposed to be a story about hope and Superman coming back and bringing hope to the rest of the world and shit. But every turn that they can, every time they try to like... How do I put this? At every plot, at every point in this plot, they try their hardest to give you no hope. They try to take your hope away from you. Literally everything goes wrong. The heroes can just never get anything right. It's absolutely insane. On top of the fact that the heroes will fight and then they, they have this really the heroes have this this really strange like worldview. Like when Cyborg says, fuck the world. <laughs> And then Cyborg, Cyborg earlier in the movie, out of sheer altruism, which would probably get this woman in trouble with the IRS, decides I'm going to give this woman 30, like $300,000. Just fuck it. You get money because you're about to get evicted, even though the IRS is going to absolutely arrest you. Okay. And you won't know why. See you later, bitch. (laughs) That guy later on in the movie says, fuck the world. Oh my god. Oh my god. The cognitive dissonance when it comes to the writing, dude. And then, um, and I don't even want to talk about the nightmare sequence at the end of the movie, which was just made specifically for the Snyder Cut. It was an excuse to make the movie as different from the, the Joss Whedon cut as possible. Um, where it's needlessly dark, where, like, they're just teasing about all these dark things that happen. Not to mention the sequence when, like, Barry sees the future where Wonder Woman's dead, Aquaman's dead, (laughs) like, Darkseid lays siege upon Atlantis, (laughs) takes over Superman after either Lois or Martha died, and it's just like, what are we saying? Why, Why are you showing this? There's no reason. There's no reason. It's cognitive dissonance is what it is. That, that, that's how I can sum it up best is that it's cognitive dissonance. It wants to be a story about hope and, you know, future and and uh, change and, you know, coming together. Come together. All right. You know, like that. Right. But in the same breath, they got all this absolute nightmare shit going on. Or like. You know, and then the, the um, what's her name? Mira, you know, the 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 abuse master 5000 sucks the, the liquid out of Steppenwolf's face. <laughs> like water comes out and then blood comes out. And it's like, what the shit is happening? <laughs> it's so needlessly violent. <laughs> and then, of course, Steppenwolf, nothing happens after that because Steppenwolf is perfectly fine. And then, the, and then, oh my God! And then the part where Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf, is, okay, so there's this part where like Steppenwolf and the Parademons are like 
snatching Atlanteans out of the water and bringing them onto the surface um, to interrogate them about the mother box. And then, like, he asks, Steppenwolf asks one of the Atlanteans, hey, where that motherfucking mother, mother box at? <laughs> and, then, and then the Atlantean is like, we'll never tell you. And he's like, fine. Wah! And he throws him right <laughs> into the rocks. And he, the Atlantean, I shit you not, the Atlantean busts his head open on the rock. And then, and then Steppenwolf just takes this like starfish robot thing and puts it on him and sucks his memories out anyway. So it's like, why did you do that? There was no point. There was no point in bashing him against the stones just to suck his memories out of his head with the starfish robot. It was pointless. It was it was there to satiate Zack Snyder's fictional bloodlust. The absolute maniac loves shedding blood in fiction. Oh my god, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. I'm about to have a conniption. <laughs> oh man. I still can't believe I had to say capital bombing, dude. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's so it's so needlessly dark. I people keep saying, "Oh, I want to see the rest of the Snyderverse. I want to see the rest of Zack Snyder's vision." I don't. It's depressing. Batman v Superman was such a depressing movie, and then Zack's bro, Zack Snyder's Justice League was so depressing and so much of a slog. I had to call out of work the next day. I couldn't go to work the next day. I was that tired from watching that four hour slog, dude. Um. What else? And the, just the, the cutthroat and brutal ways that the that the heroes fight in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Like, instead of just sending Steppenwolf back to, to Darkseid's planet Apocalypse, instead of just sending him back defeated, all right, and then potentially having him in the future, in a future movie where, like, oh... It's the bad guy from the first movie, and now he's big, the big bad, and then and then Granny Granny Goodness or whatever her name is is there, and Desaad, <laughs> and they're all there and shit, right? No, they just absolutely just execute this man. <laughs> they execute Steppenwolf. <laughs> he's defenseless. <laughs> they just like the Wonder Woman slices his head off. <laughs> <And then laughs> Oh my god. And then and then Steppenwolf's head flies through the portal. And then Darkseid catches it with his foot and stops on it. And it's so why? 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 It's just so absolutely needlessly edgy. It's like it's like the stuff I used to write when I was in high school thinking I was cool. <laughs> Oh my god. He's like, oh, he stepped on he stomped on Steppenwolf's head. Oh, Dark Side is big business, bro. <laughs> and, then, and then like I said and then, and then like I said earlier in the movie, Dark Side Dark Side gets his ass whooped by Ares, the same guy that Wonder Woman bodied in her solo movie by herself. Mm 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 Lord Jesus. And y'all want more of this. <laughs> y'all want more of this. Oh my goodness. Wow. Is there is there anything else 
Is there anything else? I, this has literally been just 30 minutes of me shitting on how absolutely needlessly dark the Zack Snyder, like, DC universe is. Because there's a way, there's a way to do dark without being needlessly dark. Like, a few examples being Joker. Um, I'd say... Like, the X-Men movies, like Days of Future Past. Pretty good movie that's kind of dark. Um, I'd say uh, the not not the Wolverine Logan. Logan is a pretty good movie that's really dark. Uh, movies like that are very good at being dark and not needlessly dark. It feels like the darkness of the movie is warranted, you know. And that that was something I had to learn in when I wrote Blur Havoc Three, is that I had to learn how to not be needlessly dark and hopeless. And the way that I did it is that I added comic relief, which Dawn of Justice, Batman v Superman, I said that backwards, they tried that and it didn't work and people didn't like it. Um, they tried that in Zack Snyder's Justice League and there's, there's just the humor does not, just, just does not land. But that's what I did is that in Blair Havoc 3, I tried my best to like balance the darkness and the grimness of the situation with comedy or lighthearted moments or moments of hope, you know? I didn't have moments where, like, Alistair just, like, rips the head off of a baby chimp or something like that for no reason. <laughs> or, like, or like Valana just stabs a puppy <laughs> for no reason. Oh, my goodness. Every, like, that's the thing is that violence needs to serve a purpose. You don't need to just have violence for the sake of violence because it just looks goofy. And then we can we can get into a whole we'll probably do another episode where we get into a whole discussion about explicit content in media and how you can use it to better strengthen your story, you know? Instead of just using it as like, oh lol, he said the word fuck. Or he disemboweled that man and said a funny one liner, you know. Instead of stupid shit like that, you actually use violence sexual content foul language and stuff like that you can use that drugs alcohol all that you can use that to strengthen your story instead of doing what Zack snyder does and saying that it's avant-garde as a matter of fact before we go before we go last part let me let me show let me look into what um yeah let's look into Zack snyder's original justice league plans because this shit is absolutely next level bro <laughs> this is next level um let's see if we can find it here let's see oh my goodness <laughs> so basically okay so there's one part where the joker knows where a stash of kryptonite is because <laughs> they need it as a weapon they also need him to get them to the mother boxes but they fail and just <laughs> Just as Superman's basically killed everybody, Flash gets out of his reach, goes down the cosmic treadmill, and ends up in the Batcave. Lord Jesus, Superman, it's confirmed that in that nightmare sequence, Superman killed all of them. All of them are dead, right? Where's the, there's one part, oh my goodness. There's one part. Lord Jesus. Okay, so there was going to be a new timeline where Bruce sacrifices himself to save Lois and that gives Superman enough time to get there and Darkseid retreats. 
then the final final act would then the final act would be this is this is his words by the way that's why it sounds absolutely discombobulated <laughs> then the final act would be this giant war between dark side and all of his minions all of the new gods which in this canon that's not dark side and his ilk that's superman and the justice league apparently they are the new gods which is not what that is um the fury and grainy goodness the whole pantheon of new gods versus the themiscurians who come off the islands Atlanteans rise out the water, Wonder Woman, Arthur, their armies come together. Okay, so that's confusing, because in the movies, they called Superman and the Justice League the new gods, but in now he's saying the new gods are Darkseid and his ilk, which is what it's supposed to be. I don't know. His plans are <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't think I can say that word. I actually, I'm going to cut that word out. Um, let's see. Um, where was I? That means the whole world, the whole army of the entire planet, they have a huge battle and they win. Then the end is the epilogue where it's 20 years later where Superman's son has no powers. He's born without the powers of a god, but then in the end he would become the new Batman. Oh my god. Everybody, everybody dies except for Lois. <laughs> everybody just dies. Oh my god. And it was, and I guess apparently it was supposed to be that like Lois actually had Bruce Wayne's son or something like that, and that's why Batman gets killed by Superman. It just, I give up. I give. Y'all want more of this? Y'all want? Y'all want more of this? Y'all want more of this? Oh my god! Oh my god! Y'all want more of this? But y'all, we can't get a second Alita Battle Angel. Oh my god! Oh my god. Y'all want more of this, but we can't get a, a Transformers movie with just Transformers. Oh goodness. Mm. God, I'm done. I'm done. I've been your host, Alistair Haken, and I'm about to eat some garlic bread and some mac and cheese because I'm drunk as hell at this point. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Blur Havoc podcast. Purchase the Blur Havoc book series on Amazon Kindle or paperback today. 